Well, greetings, blessings, and salutations to each and every one of you. God bless you, man of God. As always, you're doing an excellent job. And we thank and we praise God for everything that the Lord is doing. We do, or I should say, I honor God this morning. He's still the head of my life. I love him so much. He's just so faithful. He's been so very faithful. I do honor the great man of God, Apostle Willie Talbert. I honor Pastor Stephen Talbert. And I honor all of our pastors, all of our ministers, all of our leaders, our blessed laborers. I salute you and each and every guest that's on with us today. Each and every one, regardless to whether you're part of Yes Lord Ministries house, whether you're under our spiritual covering, or whether you're a friend of Yes Lord Ministries who loves to connect with us. I salute you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As my son stated, I salute those of you who are viewing us all over the world because we know that God has given us a greater reach. And for that, we are forever grateful to the Lord for everything that he is doing. Aren't you grateful to him? I am so excited about what God is doing. I, I'm excited about everything that the Lord is doing. Now, can I be fully transparent to you? He's given me a peek at the plan, but I don't know everything that he's doing. But I do know, and I can guarantee you this, he is doing great things. He's doing amazing things. And you need to stay tuned. Those at Yes Lord Ministries know that when God gives me that stay tuned, something powerful is about to happen. Let's go to the word of God, shall we? We think and we praise God for the praise and worship. Love that song. I think that's my first time hearing it. Worthy, worthy is your name, O Lord. He is worthy. We are blessed by the ministry of Pastor Will and Elder Shonda Brown. We thank you so much. And you know, we at Yes Lord Ministries love you dearly. And we appreciate you so much. So let's get to the word. Acts, the 28th chapter. Acts, the 28th chapter. I want you to drop in the chat and tell God, God, I am excited. Tell the Lord that you're excited because God loved you so much until he told me to make sure I give you this word of encouragement. And so get ready. Acts 28, and we're looking at verses 1 through 10. Now, I've got different translations or different versions but we're going to read from the Amplified Version. Just in case you've got a different translation or a different version, you know that we're still on the same block. Acts 28 verses 1 through 10 from the Amplified Version. And it reads, after we were safe on the island, we knew and recognized that it was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual and remarkable kindness for they kindled a fire and welcomed and received us all. And as we get into the message, you'll find out why that is so important. Since it had begun to rain and was cold, 
Now Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and he was laying them on the fire when a viper called out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. When the natives saw the little animal hanging from his hand, they said one to another, doubtless this man is a murderer. For though he has been saved from the sea, justice, the goddess of avenging, has not permitted that he should live. Then Paul simply shook off <laughs> the small creature into the fire and suffered no evil effects. However, they were waiting, expecting him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. <laughs> oh, but they don't know God. <laughs> But when they had watched him a long time and saw nothing fatal or harmful come to him, they changed their minds and kept saying over and over that he was a God. In the vicinity of that place, there were estates belonging to the head man of the island named Publius or Publius, however you pronounce it who accepted and welcomed and entertained us with hearty hospitality for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius was sick in bed with recurring attacks of fever and dysentery. And Paul went to him, and after praying and laying hands on him, he healed him. After this had occurred, the other people on the island who had diseases also kept coming and were cured. They showed us every respect and presented many gifts to us, honoring us with many honors. And when we sailed, they provided and put on board our ship everything we needed. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. I want to talk to you from this subject. After the bite, after the bite, I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil would be disappointed, y'all know, and horrified. Come on now, lift your hands and say, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and clap your hands and bless the Lord. Come on, somebody need to say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody need to lift up the name of Jesus this morning, regardless of where you're at. You may be in your kitchen. You may be in your living room. You may even be in your bedroom. Lift up your voices. And lift your hands and give God a clap. Oh, hallelujah. Give him a clap after the bite. Now, I want to paint a picture for you and just share a little bit of the backdrop. You need to remember, if you looked at the previous chapters, you'll know that the chapter preceding this talked about the fact that Paul was on a ship, a ship rather, with some other prisoners and also the guards. Understand that 
not only were they on the ship, but God had already warned that there was going to be a tumultuous storm. There was going to be a violent storm. And the interesting thing is that with everything Paul tried to share and in warning and the things that God had given him to warn, they ignored his warnings. But Paul declared when the storm which is called the Eurocleton. That is one of the violent storms. If you do research on it, you will find out what composed or what Eurocleton is composed of, the type of storm, I should say, that it is. It's like a hurricane, tornado type storm. It's a violent and a vicious storm. But God promised Paul and God told Paul to tell the people that if they stayed in the ship, if they abided in the ship, y'all hearing me, if they abided in the, how many know too many times when trials and tribulations comes, when things happen to us, we're tempted to jump, huh? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're tempted to do something uh, impulsive or irrational, because you're trying to get out of the tumultuous situation, the violent situation, the chaotic situation that you may be confronted with. But there are times that God will tell you, just stay still. Just stay still and trust me. I'm getting ready to show you something. I'll bring peace in the midst of the storm. Oh, somebody needs to clap their hands and bless the Lord. And, and so as it goes on, in chapter 27 of the book of Acts, you will find that God said, if they abide in the ship, if they stay in the ship, if they remain in the ship, if they don't do anything impulsive, irrational, if they don't panic, because how many times do we respond and react in panic when something occurs? God said, if they would trust him and stay in the ship, oh, y'all hearing me? that everybody's life would be saved. No man's life would be lost because you need to understand that the guards have been given strict instructions to kill the prisoners if anything like that occurred, to make sure that none of them escaped. Are you hearing me? But God in his infinite wisdom, oh, hallelujah. How many know God is always in control? Even when it don't look like it. And we need to be fully transparent because there are times that things occur and you're like, God, where are you? Anybody ever been there? God, do you see what's going on? God, do you see my situation? Do you see, God, I belong to you. God, I, I've been fasting and praying. How is it that this is happening and I've been fasting and praying? <laughs> I've been laying before you. I've been walking up right before you. I've been living holy. Anybody ever been there and stuff is happening? And you're saying, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not supposed to happen because I have been sacrificing to God. And, and so everything's supposed to fall into place. Anybody ever been there? Uh, I asked you to go before me and make crooked places straight, God. But instead, you allowed me to get an eviction notice. Huh? Anybody hearing me? Uh, 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 I, I asked you. To, to make the crooked places straight and rough areas smooth, God. I, I, I asked you to give me divine and uncommon favor. Anybody ever prayed that prayer? I pray it every day. 
favor with you and with man, God, according to your perfect will. Uh, uh, but how is it that there's a pink slip? How is it there's a downsizing? How is it there's a reorganization? And, and, and you're being told that they have no job for you. How is it that you've been displaced? How is it that all hell is breaking loose in your home? How is it uh, that your children are disrespectful to oh anybody hearing? How is it? Ah, you've been you've been laying it before God. God, I, I did what the pastor, I did what the apostle, I did what the bishop, I did what the preacher, I did what the teacher told me to do or told us to do in the message that they preach. I heard the word. It encouraged me to do better. And so I'm, I'm doing better now, God, but how is it that this is the response to my better? Anybody hearing me? Oh, come on here now. But you got to be careful not to get bitter while you're doing better. Hmm. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Make sure you trust God. Trust in the Lord in all your ways. Lean unto him. Come on. Come on. Do, do understand and realize that you don't lean to your own understanding. Because many times we don't understand how it is that God will bring about our victory. Uh, Sometimes it seems like it get worse before it get better. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever experienced it? Where it looked like Nothing's going to work out. And then you got the enemy talking in your ear. But how many know the devil is a liar? God got this. And so I'm trying to show you what's going on because after the shipwreck, God's promise was fulfilled. Not any soul, not any life was lost. They all made it safely to land. And that's where we get to chapter 28. The scripture in, in chapter 27 says some on boards and some on broken pieces. How many know? Some of us make it on boards. Some of us on broken pieces. We, we barely hanging by a thread. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? Oh, you think everybody always been strong and, and like a rock? all their lives. But there are some of us, we've been through some stuff. That's why the greater anointing, because of some stuff you've been through, we've learned some valuable lessons. Some of us have learned some costly lessons. What do I mean by costly? Some of us have bumped our heads several times, but we finally got it and we learned the lesson. Am I the only one? Some of us went through some stuff that honestly, some of it we didn't have to go through, but we did have to go through it. Are you understanding? If, if we had made a different decision, we would have avoided some stuff. Am I the only one that knows that? I, I can remember going through a situation and as I'm going through it, I'm like, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. And God kept saying, trust me, trust me. But I, I was reminded that back before the situation, I had made a decision. And the decision I made was one I should not have made. Anybody hearing me? It, it, I should have made a different decision. That's what I'm saying. But I made the decision I wanted to make. Are you hearing me? 
Sometimes we get all caught up in our flesh and we know better. But how many know we don't know better than God? God always knows better. And I can remember going through the situation. And finally, when I made it on the other side of victory, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. It was because I finally realized that I had to hold on to God's unchanging hand and not be distracted by anything else. But I clung to God. My prayer life was developed. Oh, I, I need to hear, I need to need to make sure you're hearing me here. I need to make sure that you hear me talking. My prayer life grew, y'all. My prayer life grew. I got more into the word. I spent more time with God. Why? Because I was trying to figure out what was going on. How was this going to work out? Because of the decision I made that I shouldn't have made. But God in his infinite mercy and compassion. Oh, anybody else know him as a patient God? God is patient with us knuckleheads, our hard-headed self sometimes. God is patient with us. He loves us so much because he knows what he's put on the inside of us. Somebody need to lift their hands and give God glory because he knows. I know you hear me out there. He knows what he put on the inside of you. God knew what he put on the inside of me. He knew that there would be souls that needed to be saved, healed, delivered, and set free. He knew that I would develop a fierce boldness where I could cast out demons and not flinch. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody hearing me? So that others could be delivered, set free, and walk and function in their divine godly purpose, plan, and destiny that God had for their lives. Anybody hearing me? And so God knows all things. So let me hurry here. And so understand, they made it to safety. They made it to land. And that's where we enter to Acts, the 28th chapter. And so as we look at the passage of scripture that we read, they arrived, they came to the island and the name of the island, according to scripture, was Malta. And the natives, now the King James Version says the barbarous people. And a lot of times when you see that word, you would think barbarians. But translated, it means the natives of the island. Those who lived there already, those who were already there. And so when they got to the island, need to understand that the people, instead of taking advantage of their situation because they were wet, they were cold, they were hungry, come on. And, and even though they had been in that water, they were thirsty. And so they were in a, a serious situation there, not knowing the residents of that island or the natives of that island, they took a chance. They had no other option. And they got there only to find 
that the natives of the island showed them kindness. Y'all see the scripture. Y'all see the scripture in Acts 28. I pray that when we're preaching and teaching, you're following along in your Bible when we read the word of God so that you get a better understanding. I always pray, Lord, open up my knowledge and my understanding to your word. And, and so they, they showed them and, and if you look at the different versions and the translations, they all agree. They showed them unusual kindness. That's important because you need to understand. They didn't know the people. They could have been the type of natives or residents of the island that when they saw strangers, the first thing they tried to do is take advantage of them. But they didn't do that. And so when you look at the passage of scripture, I know I read for you the Amplified, but I also have the King James Version. It talks about the fact that the people showed them kindness. And then in verse three, it says, and Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks. Understand that even though Paul was a great anointed man of God, he was a servant. And so he was doing the same thing that the others were doing gathering sticks to build a fire or to get a fire going so that they could keep warm. And so as the natives of the island showed them kindness, they began to try to get the fire ready. And this is where, <laughs> this is where our focus is, especially in verse three, when the viper came out of the heat. Now you need to understand something because the subject is after the bite. Understand that vipers are usually venomous or poisonous snake. Are you hearing me? And, and so I did some research on uh, the vipers and it talked a whole lot. I found a lot of information about it. And it says that the name viper is derived from the Latin word, uh, vipera, also meaning viper, uh, possibly from vivus, which means living, and parer, which means to beget, referring to the trait, means that they give live birth. Um, vipers, when they give birth to the baby vipers, they usually give birth to about 20 at a time. A and so, uh, and that depends on the species or the type of viper. And then it talks about the fangs of the viper and how they have each of the two fangs. They have two hollow fangs that's used to inject venom. Y'all hearing this? Used to inject venom because I'm talking about after the bite. <laughs> and so they, they have the, the, the fangs that inject venom from glands located towards the rear of the upper jaws, just behind the eyes. Now you gotta understand, usually they could tell when it's a viper by the way the eyes look. And, and so they look kind of uh, cat-like. And so it talks about the fact that the mouth uh, or the fangs that is at the front of the mouth on a short maxillary bone that can rotate back and forth. Y'all hearing this? That means they move. They have fangs, they have teeth that are stationary 
in their jaws, but they also have fangs that move depending on what they're about to bite. Are you hearing me? And so when not in use, the fangs, y'all need to hear this, fall back against the roof of the mouth and are enclosed in a membrous sheath. And so I, I could go on and tell you a whole lot. I could tell you about how wide the jaws open when they strike their prey. But you need to understand this viper was in the sticks, stationary, just in the sticks, just like they was they weren't there, lying in wait. You also need to understand that vipers can bite and inject venom into the victims, but they can also give a dry bite and not inject any venom. Oh, 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 do you hear that? The dry bite allows the snake to conserve its reserve of venom. See, they don't want to waste it because once the venom is depleted, I want y'all to hear this. Once the venom is depleted, time is needed to replenish that venom, leaving the snake vulnerable. Y'all need to hear this because you know the enemy is strategic. Y'all hearing this? He don't waste nothing. And in addition to being able to deliver dry bites, vipers can inject larger quantities of venom into larger targets. Uh, you hearing me? And smaller amounts into smaller targets or prey. And the venom causes predigestion. Y'all hearing that? Predigest in other words, it causes the cells and the the different organs and whatever, wherever that venom goes to begin to break down and decay. Are you hearing me? Oh, I, this, this stuff is serious. This stuff is serious. And so <clears throat> because the venom contains protein degrading enzymes called proteases, y'all hear that? Proteases. And it produces symptoms such as pain, strong, local swelling and necrosis, blood loss from cardiovascular damage complicated by coagulopathy, which means that it disrupts the blood clotting system. You do understand that there is a, a natural blood clotting in our bodies so that we don't hemorrhage. Y'all hearing this? All blood clotting is not bad. We come against the abnormal blood clotting in the name of Jesus, that it would dissolve. But the normal clotting is necessary to keep us from hemorrhaging. Okay, listen, I, I got to move on. I, I really want to go into this, but I don't have enough time. So I got to get to where I need to get you to. So listen. So it says in the scripture that when the viper came out, the viper came out because of the heat of the fire. They had began to, to build that fire. And when, because see, here's another thing about vipers. They've got a heat. Some of them have a heat sensitivity. They've got an organ in them that senses heat. It's like a heat sensor. You hearing this? And so understand, which means our warm-bloodedness or the heat of a fire, they sense it. And so understand that when the viper came out, it says that it fastened 
on Paul's hand right away because you need to understand something about these natives. These natives were superstitious natives. They were superstitious people. They believed in the gods and the goddesses. Understand, when we get down into it, remember that scripture that I, I read here in Acts 28. It says that when the thing fastened itself on Paul's hand, right away, they thought this is justice served. Justice to them was a goddess of vengeance, which means that he must have did something wrong. How many times when you're going through stuff, do people automatically assume you're going through what you're going through because you sinned, because you did something wrong? That's not always the case. There are times we go through things as a witness and a testimony to God and what God can do, his power. And so when God brings us through victoriously, when he heals our bodies, oh, somebody needs to hear me. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm, I'm so excited about the Lord. I'm talking about after the bite. And so understand that they falsely assume or they inaccurately, I put it that way, assume that Paul must have been a murderer. Murder just like today was considered a heinous crime, a heinous crime that deserved punishment of whatever kind that would come, whether it was death, whether it was um, imprisonment, regardless to what kind, that was a heinous crime. And so these residents or these natives, right away they said, he must have done something wrong. He must have murdered somebody. He's a murderer. And, and so they began to watch and wait for him to start swelling up. Because when a viper bites its prey, usually that area that the fangs go into starts to swell up. Um, it starts to get puffy and pussy. There's a reaction to the bite. Anybody hear me? There's a reaction to the bite. Somebody say there's a reaction to the bite. But listen to what happened. The reaction was, Paul just shook that thing off. How many of us will shake it off? How many of us? We've been bitten. Come on, I know I've been bitten. I remember a time that there was a bite that I experienced. And, and the interesting thing is, I knew I had been bitten. Oh, but the Holy Ghost. Oh, I give God all the glory. God showed me what to do. He showed me how to shake that thing off. Somebody say, shake it off. No matter what, because see, the purpose of the bite was to stop Paul. The purpose of the bite, understand, the purpose of the bite in your life. And how many know sometimes some of us have experienced more than one bite? Sometimes. These snakes, these serpents, these vipers will bite more than once to, uh, uh, to disable. There you go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. To disable the victim. There are times I need, you need to hear this because I also read about one of the other characteristics of the viper where they'll bite a victim. They, the victim will go off or escape but the venom is in the victim. And so what the viper does is it tracks 
fence and track and find the prey weakened so they can finish them off. I, oh my God. Do you know that the devil trying to finish you off? He already tried. Somebody need to say with me, not today, Satan. Oh, say that, not today. Because now you are aware. Shake it off. How can I shake it off? Get more into the word. Get closer to God. Talk to God more. Listen, don't wait for a corporate fast to be called. Hear God because God is speaking to some of you right now about going on a personal fast with him. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody because you've been distracted. You've been bitten. You've been weakened along the way. You think you all right, but you ain't all right. You need to, oh, let me, let me finish this, this message. So he shook off the beast into the fire. And the scripture says, in King James Version, he felt no harm. Nothing happened. He didn't swell up. Like, And they watched him. They observed him to see what would happen because they felt like if the thing bit him, there had to be a reason for the thing biting them. Oh, how many know? Sometimes they bite just to bite. <laughs> they bite to mess with you. They bite to distract you. Oh, anybody hearing me? But you need to drop in the chat. I will not be distracted. Drop it in the chat. I will not be distracted. Stay focused. I will not be distracted. Talk to God. I will not be distracted. Hear God. Keep your ear to his mouth. I will not be distracted. You know why the distraction? You know why they want you to be distracted? You know why they want you to be thrown off course? Because they know the greater is coming. They know God got greater plan for you. Oh, I, I need to hurry up here. And, and so as we go on, I'm talking about after the bite. So let's look at what happened after the bite. And so when Paul felt no harm, when there was no effects of the bite, he shook the beast off into the fire, just got rid of the snake. They began to look at him and say, he must be a God. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why I said to you, they were superstitious people. They were people that believed in gods and goddesses for different purposes. The God of vengeance, the God of light, the God of air, the God of this, the God of that, uh, the God of nature. There's still some people talking about mother nature. How many know God is the one? who created everything. Mother nature ain't had nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. Some have even tried to act like God and mother nature were married, but I said the devil is a liar. There's nothing in scripture to substantiate that line of thinking. God is the creator of all. He's the creator of all. And if you really dig deep and take a deep dive, you'll see that he created all, everything, even those that turn against him. How about that? Everything for its purpose. And so as we look here, you will see that after the bite, they decided that he must be a God. And so they began to worship him. They began to, to honor him. They began to give accolades unto him. But the scripture goes on to talk about 
that the father of Publius lay sick. He was sick of a fever and bloody flux. Now understand what God did. I'm talking about after the bite. After the bite, God used Paul, I should say God through Paul, healed that man of his affliction. The man was healed and the scripture goes on to say, if you read on down, that when that was done, many others began to come unto him so that they too could be healed of their sickness, their illness, and their disease. I'm talking about after the bite, and I'm getting ready to wrap up. After the bite, understand that scripture after scripture substantiates that we've got power and authority. Somebody needs to say, I've got power and authority. Mark 16, 17 through 18 says, and those who believe shall use my authority to cast out demons. Don't be afraid, y'all. When you walk upright with God, when all you want to do is please him, when your relationship with God is intact, when it's right, God can use you to do great and mighty things. You shall use God's authority to cast out demons and they shall speak new languages. They will be able even to handle snakes with safety. I'm talking about Mark 16, 17 and 18. And if they drink any anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. And they will be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them. Then Luke 10 and 19 says this, behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. That's the amplified version. I, I knew, uh, wish I should say, knew a woman who was an awesome woman of God. Uh, we used to call her um, Mama, ooh, I'm trying to, Mama Jenkins. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mama Jenkins was Smith Wigglesworth's God's daughter, God daughter. Now she was a black woman. And so we got to know her later on in her life. One of the things she shared with me, even though she always knew that God had a call on her life, he had anointed her. She said that her ministry really didn't take off until she was well into her 60s. Anybody encourage? It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Do you hear me? It's not too late. You are still able to be used by God. She said well into her 60s is when her ministry took off. And she used to say to me, daughter, she said, daughter, make sure you stay right with God. And she said, I'm telling you something now. If anybody ever tries to do anything to you, it will not harm you. She used to call me her sassy girl. And she said, come here, baby. Come here, daughter. Let me tell you something. She said, when somebody had tried to do something to her and the Lord revealed it. And the way the Lord would use her is, the Lord would tell her, for example, if she was in New Jersey, with us ministering at our church, the Lord would say to her, now I want you to leave on such and such a day and go to North Carolina. I want you to take the train 
<clears throat> and she would do it. It happened when she was with us more than once. And she got on the train and I said, well, where are you going? And she said, well, the Holy Spirit told me I was going to this part of North Carolina. And the Holy Spirit said, when I get there, there will be someone waiting for me at the train station. And he would tell me what to do next. That's how she lived her life by faith and hearing God. And she said to me one time, she said, somebody tried to put something in something she ate. She said, but daughter, let me tell you, whatever goes in that should not be, it always comes out. And it did. This woman of God lived to be over a hundred years old. Are you hearing me? It's not too late, y'all. After the bite. Do you understand that after the bite, Paul was used mightily by God? He was used mightily. The scripture says that the people honored him and those that were with him because of the miracles, because of the fact that the bite did not harm Paul. The bite don't have to harm you. Are you hearing me? I want you to be encouraged today and to be reminded that there is life after the bite. Oh, are you hearing me? There's life after the bite. I need to say it again. There's life after the bite. There's power after the bite. There's miracles, signs, and wonders after the bite. And the bite could come in so many different forms. They talk about you. They chest, they, they, they scandalize you. That's where I want to go. They backbiting. They lying on you. They setting you up. Come on here now. They framing you. They saying things about you that's not true. Come on here. They trying to sabotage and get in the way of what God is trying to do. You need to know that there's life after the bite. Shake it off and move forward in God. Stay with God. Stop trying to figure out every step and trust God to lead God and direct you. You said you trusted God. So now prove that you trust him and make sure that you stay with God. I said after the bite, there's life, there's power, there's victory, there's deliverance, there's breakthrough, there's miracles. God will use you greatly and mightily. I pray that you've been encouraged just in case there's someone out there. You need to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yes, you do. You done been bitten. Matter of fact, you've been bitten more than once. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you're out there and anyone out there that needs a church home, yes, Lord, ministries is a good place. We would love to see you when we get ready to go back in person for services. We'd love to know that you connected with us through our virtual platform, through our virtual services, and that we can meet each other in person. And even if you're in a different geographical location, you still can become part of Yes Lord Ministries. I don't believe we'll ever get rid of the virtual because it is so awesome. We can reach so many souls. And so if you're out there, I want to pray with you and I want to pray with you. Let's pray right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We lift up these souls before you, God. They hear me. I know they hear me. They've been looking for a way, God. They've been discouraged. They didn't know which way to turn. They didn't know what to do. They've been displaced. They have nowhere to go, God. And so, God, I thank you right now for 
them coming, them connecting. Lord, I thank you for the souls that have made a decision to receive and accept you, Lord Jesus, as Lord and Savior. Those of you that will confess and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the word. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for giving me an opportunity to receive and accept you into my life. And I thank you now. I repent of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I know according to your word, the preacher said that you died for my sins. You rose again on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and an opportunity for a new life. Now, thank you for saving me. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now you can go from this day forward, living a life for God. And for those of you that will connect with Yes Lord Ministries, want to make sure that you email us at events at ylmconnect.org. Let us know that you are looking for a church home and we will definitely receive you as part of the Yes Lord Ministries church family. I pray that you have been blessed by this word. May you stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord. God bless you after the bite. Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life by Apostle Willie Talbert. Learn how to get delivered and stay delivered. God's Word shows us how to live in total victory. Live each day as a believer who is experiencing total victory and walking in complete deliverance. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Changing of the Guards, Understanding Who Rules You by Dr. Mamie S. Talbert. Wake up and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray until a change has taken place in the spiritual realm. Don't allow the wrong kinds of thoughts to thrive. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GIVELIFY. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website, visit www.ylmconnect.org and click Donate. Cash App, dollar sign, Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., Join us for our Sunday Night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of Apostle Willie Talbert, Dr. Mamie S. Talbert, 
and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family. Thank you for joining us and welcome home.